Hey, 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 Real Church Matters. Episode 54. I'm Why here with... Why you say hey, 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 like Albert? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Real <laughs> Church Matters. <laughs> it's all good. Why do you bother my stuff? It's Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest, not Fat Albert, and I'm here with... <laughs> Antoinette, come on. Antoinette Allen. Antoinette Allen. Don't make me laugh that hard. Antoinette Allen, and we're Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because... Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. Let's get to the housekeeping, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Housekeeping. You can always go on iTunes to listen to us, or you can go on SoundCloud. Either platform, just search Real Church Matters. We're the only one. Got the little cool red and blue RCM going... You'll see us, you'll know us, and you'll listen, and you'll love us. <laughs> go to social media as well. You can go to Twitter, and it's just Real Church MTTRS. Instagram is Real Church Matters. Facebook is FB.ME forward slash Real Church Matters. If you don't really like navigating through all of that stuff, you'll find all of it in one place at RealChurchMatters.com, where we also have a link to one of my favorite blogs. Go do likewise. Yes, you can check out any of my articles at likewiselife.com. And you can follow me and, uh, on Instagram and Twitter at go do likewise. I recently posted last week um, Single Minded Part 2, um, talking about it. It released on Valentine's Day, so it was for everybody, but it kind of just was to set the stage, you know, remind you. Still about God, you know, we still focusing on that. We single minded out she's here. She's still here. Still the here. blog is still alive. They still haven't alive. disabled the domain. We haven't well, stopped had, paying for the hosting. I had to go and I had to do some stuff in the back to end. wake it up. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we got another one on the way, right? We do. Yeah. We do. Awesome. Consistency. I read that one four times. I love it. Um, Appreciate it. I think that it's just it's just dope to continue to do dope things for God. You I know? never heard you say dope before, that, really? especially twice in one sentence. But. You know, I, I think I'm going to start squishing a little bit more that younger colloquialisms in. <laughs> you messed it up saying colloquialism. <laughs> it's like it canceled out the I've dope. been really, <laughs> like, I, I, I've been really digging in the Urban Dictionary. Really? No. <laughs> Getting older, you know? Sometimes yeah. you got to go and just pull out a, a, a quick dope. Nah, you you're naturally cool. Like you don't have to try. You you are in a corny kind of way, but also, um, if you would like to give, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash forward slash Real Church, Church Matters. Matters. Give as little as a dollar. Give as more much as you would like. And if you do donate as low as a dollar, you get access to our um, A Little More Matters, which is like an extended version of today's podcast topic. So. Yeah. Or any podcast topic. So as always, we thank everybody. But to be honest, it's not about you. It's obedience over audience. Yes. But since you're here. Let's get to it. Let's get to being obedient. Episode 54, we're going to talk about y'all getting your hope up. We need y'all to get your hope up. And so we was having a conversation, Antoinette, and we were talking about, um, you know, I, I, I just been thinking about just... The overwhelming presence of sadness. Yes. The overwhelming presence of hopelessness. Or even when you think of like the lack of zeal, like the lack of energy and like. Yeah. The apathy that you see in the churches. Mm-hmm. 
Set an all time high. Yeah, and I and I, what I realized is we're sick. And I wanted to know what the disease was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what it was that was ailing not just the church, but the world. Yeah. Because it felt contagious. When I'd be around people who are dealing with, with depression and sadness, it felt contagious. I would re- literally get to the point where I'm like, I just got to be a- away from this person or be away from that person because it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And And I was just praying and meditating about it because you know when things start to bother me like you said in one of your blogs you're like you're not bothered for no reason at all mm-hmm. and so I just begin to pray and meditate and you know God was letting me know it's a sickness that's why it's contagious and so I wanted to know what the sickness was yeah. he said it's hopelessness and just by him saying that I shared it with you and I just went like on a total vomit rant of yeah. it yeah but as soon as you said it, it, it brought so much light to everything because it, it's enough to know the symptoms of things and know what what's happening. But to be able to diagnose it and to see it like in its purest form, what what's exactly happening yeah. is, is, and is I think powerful. When, when people hear what we're talking about today, I think that they'll be able to do a self-examination. Yeah. You know, instead of checking your mammary glands, I want you to check your spiritual gland. And be honest, you know, be honest about what's going on in your life and realize you may just be sick with hopelessness. Yeah. And as soon as you said it, that's what happened with me. Like not even thinking about me per se, but the situations in my life, I see hopeless situations and that makes a... It's contagious. Yeah, it, it is. It permeates. And part of it is, is sometimes it's not even that it's a hopeless situation. It's just that we're hopeless. And so we see everything in that lens. Exactly. And then a lot of times it is hopeless situations because we live in a hopeless earth and everything about this place is filled with the contaminant of hopelessness. That's true. And so it's easy for us to be contaminated if we don't have the antibodies, yes. which is hope. Amen. And so that's why we said... Get your hope up. Yeah. Because just like y'all need your T-cell count up or you can easily get sick, if you don't have your hope up, hopelessness can sneak in. That's true. And so let's let's just jump in. First Thessalonians 4.13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. hope. You see, people with no hope are full of sorrow. And that's what we talk about. We keep focusing on the sorrow. We like, it's so many sad people. We're not realizing they are sad because they have no hope. hope. Yep. The same way a person is sick because they lack something. Mm-hmm. That's how we get sick is mm-hmm. we lack something. Something has brought down our defenses yes. and allowed itself to be inundated in our body because it overpowered the defense system. Yeah, and it separates the conversation. Like, it's not about people not having money and people not having these things. It's about people not having hope at yeah. the end of the day because hope would transcend all of that, right. all of those situations. That's why you can break it down. You could try to do a scientific analysis of it and try to find the constant. But you, it's the constant isn't money. No. You know, people be like, well, money brings happiness. And then you see somebody who got money and not happy. No. It is you, you say having somebody in your life brings happiness. Till you see somebody who got somebody and they still not happy. These things aren't if we're doing this science experiment, we're doing the scientific 
what is what is it called? The scientific thing. What you saying when you you do the variables? Doing the whole process. Yeah, I thought it was called something. It is, but we don't know what it is. Know. We didn't pay attention <laughs> in school. But, but it, it, that scientific analysis, that mm-hmm. hypothesis that you come up with, mm-hmm. it, it will never lean towards the, the answer is on this earth. Right. It just won't. No. In all actuality, what it is is that we're hopeless. And so everything gets inundated with sorrow. Everything. Your money gets soaked in sorrow. Your children get soaked in sorrow. Your relationships get soaked in sorrow. Your job gets soaked in sorrow. You just feel with so much hopelessness that you don't see a reason to smile about anything. Yeah, and because hopelessness is like, it's it's a way you operate in it too. Like, it's not even so much you walking around like, oh, I'm so sad, but it's your mentality, the way you, you approach certain people, the way you approach your life in a yeah. whole, like you, it's a... It's, it's the way you it's, operate. It's something that just it it bears on us. It does. And it, it, looking at these scriptures, before I even looked at the scriptures, I felt this way. And as I was going through these scriptures, I was like, "This is it right here. This is it." Look at Ephesians two and twelve. It says that at that time ye were without Christ. He's mm-hmm. talking about us. At one point in time, we were without Christ. Yep. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. We were foreigners to all of that. I didn't know about no God. I didn't know about the God God of Israel. I didn't know about Jesus. I was strangers to everything, including the promises that God made. Mm -hmm. Having no hope and without God in the world. So what happened? Because I was a stranger to the things of God and God and his promises, I was a person with no God and no hope. Yeah. He gave me the constant. He did. But how do you feel like we go from being those people where we, you know, originally we didn't have Christ and now we are, we call ourselves Christians. How do we still operate in a way of hopelessness? hopelessness? Because we, we don't really have a God. We believe in a God. Mm-hmm. We don't have a God. And we need to get to that point. Sure. That we don't just believe in God and think that makes us Christians, but that we possess this God, have this God. There's a scripture that says, he said, and I will be your God and you shall know I am your God. Yes. There's, there's this concept. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street yeah. that has to connect together. It's not just him knowing he's our God, but us knowing he's our God. Yes. And, and what that means. I thought I was a Christian because I believed in God. Because at first I didn't. But no, there's another part to it. It is. I can't just believe in God, but I have to actually have him. In my life, Mm -hmm. possess him as he possesses me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, now I move into hope. But we're not there. And because we're not there, we can't attach to God. We haven't attached to his promises. Therefore, we are a people without a God and without a hope. Jeremiah 18, 11 through 13 shows us that hopelessness produces something. You get what I'm saying? Like when when you're sick... The thing that is really happening in you is not the thing that we see. No. 
when I see you throwing up or I see you congested or I see you you fainting, whatever it is. It's a whole thing going on right? internally. We yeah. take people to the doctors and be like, she fainting. He don't look at her and be like, yeah, she has the faints. <laughs> no, she don't have the faints. Faints, fainting is a symptom yeah, of something that is greater there. Yeah. So when we see people who are afflicted or infected or affected by hopelessness, we are seeing there's a certain symptom that we see. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to show you that symptom. So in Jeremiah 18, 11, 13, he says, Now therefore, he's telling Jeremiah, go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord. He's telling them what to say to them. He said, Behold, I frame evil against you. And devise a device against you. Return ye now everyone from his evil way. He, he mean turn your way from evil and make your ways and your doings good. Mm -hmm. He said everything you think and everything you do, I need it to be good. good. This was the people's response. There is no hope. Do you know how people get? Yeah. God just said this. He said, I, he gave them a promise. He said, turn your ways. Turn, you just turn your ways. And they said to him, there is no hope. Mm. There is no hope. But we will walk after our own devices. And we will, everyone, do the imaginations of his evil heart. That's how we do. People are like, I don't know why I don't go to church no more. I don't know why I don't do this. I, I be hearing God, but I don't. No, what, what your problem is is that you are hopeless. You have no hope. And since you have no hope, you don't even understand or even think you deserve a God. Yes. Our ability to indulge in our foolishness when we hopeless is outrageous. Like yeah. You will go all the way with it because you just you don't see any. Anything else? I can do bad all by myself. Save yourself. That's how people are. You ever seen any of those movies, especially the alien movies? Somebody's trapped. The aliens come and they're running. They fall to the ground. They say, go. <laughs> Save yourself. Save yourselves. Go without me. They pull out a grenade. They say some little quick one-liner <laughs> like sayonara. And then all of a sudden, they just blow up. You didn't have to go out like that. You didn't. And guys, y'all don't have to go out like that. Yeah. I don't care what it is that seems hopeless in your life. The, God is trying to give you a pathway to hope through his word. If they just obeyed him, they had seen it was hope. They thought they were too far gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so dangerous because we sabotage. Like ever since you said that word last podcast, it's just been in my mind because we we sabotage ourselves. We we blow ourselves up. We and I was frustrated suicide. because I saw all the sabotaging going on. Spiritual suicide. All the people who considered themselves as martyrs for their regrets yep. and their pains and their mistakes. Save yourself. Don't bother. Don't waste your time no more for us. Don't call me at, at night no more and give me scriptures. You're wasting your time. Yep. I'm I'm a lost cause. No, you're not. Sorry, you're not so far gone. You're not. Sorry. There is a hope if you would understand there is a God. There is a hope if you would understand there is a God. But hopelessness produces disobedience. Mm. And bold disobedience. Like they was yes. like, yo, tell your God this. Tell your God this. And then told if, them what they were going to do. How many times <laughs> has somebody told us, 
God, God can do a lot with you. He can't do nothing with this. We're going to tell, we're going to say what type of God he is. Yeah. We, we think we know he made you. Or we think that about other people. We'll see other people and be like, God, God not going to do nothing with that. He's, he, it's what, it's what a lost cause. That? Yeah. That's craziness. And it's what we're seeing. Yeah. Hopelessness yep. is producing the symptom of disobedience, even from the people who know God. Yes. They know God, but saying. don't believe in the promises that he made. Yep. So many family members we have, so many people at church, so many young girls, so many people that you you look at lost causes. They're and, just hopeless. And they're, they're not. They're hopeless. And they've been infected with the hopelessness of this world. Yeah. And we aren't doing enough to make hope contagious. Yes. We're not spreading hope. The church's job is to spread hope. Yes. Is to deal hope. Why is everybody else putting so much energy into spreading hopelessness? And we can't put enough energy to spread and hope? That's what saved me. That's what took a boy and a man and a young man that was hopeless and gave him some hope. Yep. It's because I found hope in God. Yes. And, and the thing about it is it only takes a glimmer. It only takes a little bit. Man, to, God hope, will hope take is it something from there. else. Just it like is. it don't take much to make you sick. Yeah. It don't take much, but we're not even doing that much. No. People really want hope. They, they do. First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Mm -hmm. He says... Guys, as you move through this earth, people are going to notice that you're not sick. <laughs> They're going to notice that you smile. They're going to notice that you got joy. Yeah. They're going to think that they know where joy comes from until they see you just as broke as them and got joy. Yes. They're going to think they know where love comes from until they see you single and got love. They're going to think they know where peace comes from until they see turmoil all around you and yet see you. With peace. peace. Mm. And they're going to ask you for a defense for how you are the way you are. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get to tell them about our hope. Yes. <sighs> yes. That's why this message is so powerful because you, you, I've, I feel like I've, I've been in those situations before, but you can't really pinpoint, like, you know what I mean? You yeah. can't really, you can't just say, yeah, it's just, well, I guess you could say it's just God, but you know what I mean? Like, but you want to have. It has to start somewhere. It starts it has to resonate. God, but it has to go to another place. And that's what we're here for to help mm -hmm. people understand. I needed to understand. Yeah. Because I need to know even how I was a party to it. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> How I wasn't properly disinfecting myself. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? I should be able to be around sick people and do the well, the getting well. Yeah. I should help them get well. How is it that doctors can be around sick people and not get sick? They do the proper things to keep themselves disinfected. Yes. All of this goes into hope. It does. Because hope is the cure. How's hope to cure? Psalms 43, 5 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? See, at this point, he's talking to himself. Some of y'all, you need to talk to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. When you sad, when you're down, when you feel hopeless, when you don't have any joy, 
you need to ask yourself, you need to say, why are you so cast down? Why are you so low? Why is your energy so down? Oh, my soul. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, 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 my net or oh, my force. Oh, my soul. What's going on? Some of your before you can even get to the point where you talk to God, you need to talk to your soul. That's right. Oh, my soul. He says, and why art thou disquieted within me? Wow. You know another word for disquieted? What? Diseased. Like disease. Mm-hmm. See, because we really are dealing with a disease. It is. That has caused the ease of our spirits to go away. Mm. Now we're diseased. We're not settled. We have no peace. We have no joy. We have no consistency. Where one day we're real happy, next day we're real sad. We're manic. We're depressed. We're all of these things. And people are trying to give us pills. They're trying to take us on spa days. They're trying to get us away. They're telling us to divorce. They're telling us to give your kids to somebody for a weekend. They're telling us, you just need to go to this party with me. You just need to drink this. That ain't it. It's not. Talk to your soul. And you know what he said to his soul? What he say to his soul? Hope in God. <laughs> he said, why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Can y'all talk to yourself for a second? I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you been there? You got, Tons like, of times. You, you got something to say. <laughs> you like, you got it on the TV. No, because you, 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 like, you get it worked up. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's just the joy that I, I understand now. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And I didn't do that enough to myself. I was looking for other people to do it for me. He says, hope in God. Yeah. For I shall yet praise him. He said, I'm going to tell you yep. what I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to yet praise him who is the health of my countenance mm. and my God. Mm. See, what happens when you realize that you feel healthy, but you don't look healthy. That's right. The countenance is your look, your your vibe, your aura. It, it, when when uh, Cain walked up to God, he said, "Why is your countenance like that?" <laughs> He's what, what, what's what's all of that? Mm-hmm. You know how parents are. I'd be like, "Now, why do you look like that?" And you're like, "Nothing wrong." <laughs> They like something's everything's wrong. wrong. Everything's wrong. Something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And then just tears, little tears starts coming out your eye. I had a sister like that. As soon as you ask her, what's one question. Wrong. As soon as you say, "All right, what's wrong?" The tears is flowing. The countenance is off. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, if you went to the doctors today, they give you a clean bill of health. But if God looked at you, He'd say you don't look so well. That's true. You don't look so well. Mm-hmm. And I think so important about the scripture is like sometimes we focus too much on like, you know, that song, praise him in advance, praise him before you get the blessing, all that stuff. But he's like, I'm praising him for what who he is. Like, I'm praising him for what he is in my life. Like, just, it's not just, about the the advance. It's about what he is right God. now. Yeah. How many people come to God and you have hope in what God can give you, but not hope in God? Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? You, you know, well, some of y'all women, y'all know. You sit with a guy at, at on the date, and you know what he has hope in. Mm-hmm. And it's not in you. No. It's not. Well, it is, but it's... It's not. 
It's not you. Because you're not you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're not that. Yeah. That one part of you yeah. is not you. It's, ba- it's just a part of you. But he has hope in that. He hopes to get in that. He doesn't hope to get in you. No. He hopes to get in you. Jesus after dark. But that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. As, as Christians, as believers, we we haven't really been putting our hope in God. No. Holy. We have hope in what he can give us. Yeah. And trying to pimp that. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to work. And that's why it don't work for men. Women can tell because the countenance is off. <laughs> They're like you, what, you. You okay? Why are you looking at me like that? Look, it look like you. It look like he want to eat you. Yep. Countenance is off. He's not really interested in his his hope being in getting to know you. No. His hope is in getting to know how to get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it's the realities of the situation is what's going to bring us to a place of finding a cure. Hope is the cure. He said, "Hope in God." And you're, you won't be diseased anymore. Why? Because hope is life. Ecclesiastes 9 and 4 says, For to him that is joined to all the living, there is what, answer? Hope. There is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Mm. See, <laughs> some of y'all, that's why I said that, that we put such value so on things. Yeah. Put such value on status. He said, I don't care what status you are, what, what party you are on the food chain. If you're dead, it don't matter. Yeah. But that's what we do. All the things that look good and feel good, all that stuff. It seems so amazing right now, but it's temporary. Think about it. There's a there's a single person that wish they was married, but I'd rather be a single person with hope than a hopeless married person. Yes. There's somebody right now without a job who wants and hoping for a job, but I'd rather be an unemployed person with hope in God yes. than the manager of a Fortune 500 company with Hopeless. no hope. Yep. The value system is off. It's all messed the up. hope is off. <laughs> so since the hope is off, you have no defense for the sickness of hopelessness. Mm-mm. And so you feel with sorrow. You don't know what to do. You're full of disobedience. You tell God straight, bold in his face, you're wasting your time. Yeah. And you're always looking for a fix. Like even like how we use an example of being sick, like you're looking for a quick little shot of of uh, NyQuil, like anything that it can. And that's what we do with pleasures. We want to qu- quickly try to build ourselves up, quickly Something try to. Something that can make us feel better, but not make us better. Yep. There is a difference, It's guys. a difference. Y'all do know when y'all take this medicine, whether it's Theraflu or NyQuil or Sudafed or pain medicine like Motrin or Percocets or Valium, all they are doing is messing around with the receptors in your mind and body to make you feel less sick while your body gets you well. Yep. Your body has to do the work at it's the It's people that day. will take something and be like, I feel much better. You may feel better, but you're not better. No. You're not. And you're still contagious. So and you need you're to still- stay home. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stay home. And that's the problem. We have too yeah. many people thinking they're well because they feel better, because they got the job, because they got the money, because they got the bay, because they got 
the car. They got these things and not realizing they still sick. Yep. You know people like that. Mm-hmm. Look sick. And they're like, no, no, I'm ready to go out to the movies. No, you're not. You're not going with me. You look like a zombie. Look in the mirror. You look sick, baby. Lay down. Yeah. Why can't you just lay down? Just tell your soul. Just You need some more time with your soul. You need a heart-to-heart with your soul. You do. Y'all, newlyweds. And not newlyweds. People who are newly Anybody. engaged. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a pastor to counsel. <clears throat> this is what you need. You need to take time off of each other. And both of y'all need to counsel your souls. Yes. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. And you need to say, soul, why are you disquieted? Why are you all on edge? Why are you so eager to be married? Why do you think you can't live without this person? When I hear people say that stuff, it bothers me. I can't live without it, bro. You wouldn't feel so hopeless if you put your hope in God. If you couldn't live without God, you'd feel better right now. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I know. Because you put your hope in hopelessness. Mm. You're a hopeless romantic. You're a hopeless romantic. I don't want to ro- romanticize hopelessness. Yeah. It's too many people doing that. Mm-mm-mm. Look at every movie. Look at every Disney movie. <laughs> y'all romanticize hopelessness. You're a hopeless romantic. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and hold on. We got still on that for a second. Because what makes somebody a hopeless romantic is that they... You know, they look at all this stuff. They fill their mind with all these scenarios that will never happen, you know. And 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 even if they do, we'll never give them the expectation that they have. Now, the word for expectation is hope. We'll never give them the hope that they have in it. Yes. It does not return for your investment. It's true. It just doesn't. It's like Bitcoin. It's like Bitcoin. Hey, you wasted $15. Early on in the Bitcoin thing, people was ready to give everything for it. Yeah. Now they see it going down. They're ready to pull out. Yep. Why? It's no different than your, your heart and your marriage or your, your relationships. When you first get in it, you're ready to put it all in. Yep. Now all of a sudden you're married 10 years later, five years later, whatever it is. Some of y'all don't even get to get married. Y'all just moved in. All of a sudden now, the stock is going down <laughs> on the whole relationship. And now you're trying to pull out while you can still salvage something. Jesus. Oh, boy. It's all hopeless. Hopeless romantic. Wow. But for us, hope is life. Why? Because there are three things, and y'all can put your bottom dollar on this. You can look in the scriptures for it. Trust me. There are three things that allow us to live on earth in the midst of this world filled with hopelessness. We have three things that we do to disinfect ourselves, to keep ourselves inoculated so that we can stay vaccinated, so that we can stay out of harm's way from this deadly virus called hopelessness. Mm. It's blowing blowing people's mind that, that, that people are dying from the flu. Well, guess what? Because the flu is no joke. Mm-hmm. And hopelessness is hopelessness. no joke, yeah. When you see people committing suicide, they're not dying because of a gun. They're not dying because of a razor blade. They're dying because of hopelessness. Hopelessness has been killing people before the flu. Mm-hmm. 
Hopelessness has been killing people before AIDS. You know how they say heart disease is the number one killer? Wrong heart disease. <laughs> Jesus. The real heart disease is hopelessness. That's right. That's true. Today I got time because it's 70 degrees outside and <laughs> it's the perfect temperature for digging in the word. It is. <laughs> she said it is. <laughs> <laughs> Three things that will help you because I know somebody, somebody like, well, give me the thing. What's the antidote? <laughs> What's the thing that's going to keep me? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, 12 through 13, 13 12 through 13 says, <laughs> for now we see in a mirror dimly. This is why we on this earth, we see everything that really matters dimly. dimly. Mm-hmm. We can't really see it. That's why we got to walk by faith and not sight. He says, but then face to face, one day we're going to get to be face to face with it. Mm-hmm. He says, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Wow. Oh, goodness gracious. Why'd you sneak this in here? Oh, <laughs> he my says, goodness. I shall know fully, not just who I am, who God is, and even as I have been fully known, mm. I will be revealed to my true self. Yeah. Not this body. Mm-mm. The measure of this man will be measured differently when I'm fully known. Mm. Nobody, I'm not going to go to heaven and like weighing in at, you know, such, such pounds. <laughs> nah. It's different. He says, but for right now, mm-hmm. he says, so now. And there's many translations that will say, so for right now. Mm-hmm. Faith, hope, and love abide. Mm. They live here. Yes. For us who have to walk through this earth dimly seen. He says, here, this is your walking stick. Mm-hmm. This is your CNI dog that's going to help you through a world that you can't really see fully who you are right now. Wow. You can't really see fully who God is right now. You can't really see fully his promises. Mm -mm. You can't really see fully how true all of these scriptures are. But for right now, I need you to live and survive in a world of hopelessness off of faith, hope, hope, and love. love. Mm. He said these three, but the greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to talk about all the things love is. But we need to evaluate in ourselves. Mm -hmm. How can we be the doctors in this world that is so sick if we aren't properly equipped with faith, hope, and love? It's true. Churches lacking in faith. Churches lacking in hope. We got tons of programs, though. You got tons of programs. You got tons of uh, tithers. You got tons of members. You got tons of services. You got tons of uh, music and TV shows and entertainment. But where's the faith? Where's the hope? And where's where's the the love? love? Yep. Because when you have those three, you're not inundated with hopelessness. Trump didn't make this us hopeless. No. No. Sorry, guys. It was people crying. It was people crying that he, when he got elected. It was. It's over now. No, it's been over. <laughs> it's over as long as you don't have faith, hope, and love. That's what we was talking about in the other podcast. Like, that's just the system that was created. It was designed. It, it's Anything not built on the foundation of faith, hope, and love is hopeless. 
If you have a marriage and it's not built on faith in God, hope in God, and love for God or love in God, it yes. will falter. It will. It will destroy. They're like, I don't know what happened. One thing led to another. No, what brought that man to another woman's bed, what brought that woman to another man's bed is a lack of faith, hope, and love. Not in you. Mm-hmm. But in God. Everybody loves to make it like, oh, you just woke up one day and I was out of love. and I just rolled over and realized I was sleeping with the enemy. (laughs) You don't even know the enemy. I wish it was that simple. If If that was the case and the person laying beside you in the bed is the enemy, then I would tell you otherwise. But since the enemy is in a you. (laughs) It's in a me? It's in a you. <laughs> Since that's the case, you're sick. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like people be like f cancer. What are you so mad at cancer for? Because it took my mother, it took my father, it took my sister, it took my brother. Well, you know what? You're right. We need to find a cure for this thing because it's destroying people. Mm-hmm. The same way we feel about cancer, we need to understand hopelessness is a cancer to the soul. It is. It's taking it's taking more mothers than cancer. It's taking more fathers than cancer. It's taking more brothers and sisters than cancer. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Look at this word. Psalms 31, 24 says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. See, what happens is with certain sicknesses like pneumonia and the flu, it weakens the heart. Yeah. (laughs) And hopelessness attacks the body and does the same thing. It weakens the heart, not the physical one, but it weakens the mind. It weakens the center of who you are. The, or the, even those three things that you're supposed to use to defense, def, fight against it, it, it tears at those things. Yeah, it like, tears at them. That's faith. why you're supposed to continue to build them up yeah. every day. We're supposed to be edifying people every day because your immune system of faith, hope, and love is being attacked every, every day. single day. My man, from the moment you wake up. From the moment you open your eyes and yeah. see your room and see your kitchen, like it's just every single thing is a- attacking your hope. Like, it, it'd be crazy to me. People get up and they be like, you know, grab their phone, right on Instagram. They hop up, zippity doo dah, bird bath real quick, go outside, talk to their their bay, talk to whoever. All of a sudden, they see a, a bill. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, somebody calling with some bad news. Or even how you just said, you wake up, scroll through Instagram, you look at other people's lives. Like, that's all the, of it. You. It just inundates you because you didn't do what you should be doing. You know, I, it's people that don't go a day without an emergency or a one a day vitamin. Mm-hmm. You, you make it sure you get these proper nutrients. In you. <laughs> yeah. But you can't make sure you get the nutrient that saves your soul. Yes. See, you do all of this stuff and still could get cancer. But if you do all of this stuff, it's no way you can die by hopelessness. It's true. There's no way. 
No way. So how, what is hope? How do we get to that place? Well, hope fills us with joy, peace, and promotes growth. Mm-hmm. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope mm. through the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And I love the word abound because it just makes you, it's like your full, every, or how you were talking about earlier, your whole ambiance, like everything about the way you operate is uh, is through hope. You want to grow? You want to grow your business? You need to have some hope in God. You want to grow your relationship? Your relationship will abound in hope. <laughs> yep. Your faith will abound in hope. Your good works will abound in hope. Your relationship with your children will abound in hope. Oh, my yes. goodness. But you can't get there if you don't hope. If he's not the God of hope. What's the God of your hope? He said, let this thing fill you with joy. Well, how do Christians fill with joy? There are very few joy-filled Christians. And we're not talking about fake joy. No, we're not talking about fake joy. We're talking about real joy. Yeah. If, there, if we was donuts... You'd be like, can I get a joy-filled Christian? They'd be like, uh, uh-uh, we don't sell those here. We don't, we sold out. We don't have any. Yeah. Because we don't have no joy-filled Christians. All you see is sad, sad Christians. Hopeless Christians. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But when you actually have hope in God, you have joy. And you have peace in believing. Yes. Peace in believing. Because guess what? Faith is the substance of things hope hoped for. for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What am I saying? I am. I have the means to hope because I have faith in God. Yes. I have the tools to hope because I have faith in God. He said there's a joy and a peace that goes with believing and having hope. Believing in God and having hope in him. What, what do you say? Uh, he said that he's a rewarder. Now, you have to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What's he saying? You have to believe, you have to have faith in him and then hope in him. Yes. Oh, I I already expect this. I expect him to do these things because he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Mm -hmm. That's having faith in God and hoping in him. Because hope is not seen. I'm, I'm describing to y'all hope. Hope is not seen. Romans 8, 25 says, but if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience wait, wait for, for it. it. Mm-hmm. That's, you don't need hope for something that's already here. You need hope for that which you do not have. Yes. That's why I hope in God. Because I don't have him right now. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I have him through my faith and my hope. And because even what makes the everything of this world hopeless is because it's temporary. It's because it won't last forever, no matter what it is. Amen. So, so when you believe in God, He already said He's, you know, a fortress. He stands forever, and His word stands forever. So we're trusting in something that that lasts because that's a guarantee. Because you can't see forever, so anything that's forever can't be seen. That's why the scripture says that which is seen is temporary. That which is eternal is unseen. Yep. 
It lets us know. He said, this is the prerequisite to delving into this world mm-hmm. of, of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is that you don't go by what you see because right now, everything that I am is very dimly seen. Yeah. It's hard to see it. It's hard to see it. <laughs> but you got to. But you have to see it through your faith. You have to hope in it as if you see it. Yep. Romans 8.24 says, for we are saved by hope. See, it's that very... Hope this saves us. It's the, that's why I say hope is the cure. It's, it's the very hope, the fact that I look to God to save me. I look to Him to make me right. I look to Him to make me feel whole. I no longer look to other things. I no longer expect those things to provide that for me. Mm-hmm. No person can provide that for me. No amount of money can provide that. I look and expect it from God, though I cannot see see him. And so because of that, I am saved. Mm -hmm. He says, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? Why are you saying you hope that that I come get you if I'm in the the parking lot? You can see my car. (laughs) You can see I'm there. I'm right there. I'm right there. That's not the way this works. There are many times in our lives where we don't see God, but we must hope in him. Yes, and operate that way. Times where we don't see hope in a situation, but we have hope because our hope is in God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Hebrews 6, 19 says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Mm -hmm. See, Nettie. We be in a situation where you see so many restless people because they are just like those people. They said there is no hope. So we will continue in our way. We will continue to do things according to our devices. That's what makes them restless. Because since it's temporary, they're constantly having to do it again and again and again. And and they get motion sick. Mm -hmm. You get motion sickness. (laughs) He said the, the, this type of man is tossed to and fro by the sea. He's, he's like he just tossed to and fro. That, that makes you sick. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't look well. Mm. You're like, you're about to throw up. You're like, you don't feel well. Why? Because they can't take a moment to be still and know that God is God because they're so caught up in the motion of their emotions. Yep. Nothing's grounded. Nothing's for sure. Because they need an anchor for their soul. Mm-hmm. And that's a hope in God. Firm and steadfast. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. It goes to the what? Heart. It goes to the mind. It goes to the spirit, the soul. It centers us. It keeps us. It's the reason why I don't want to kill myself. It's the reason why I don't lose my mind. It's the reason you don't sabotage yourself. You get what I'm saying? My mind, I can lose my mind if it's not bolted down. Yeah. How how don't I lose my mind? It's bolted down by hoping God. That's right. You know, there was a, a, when you go into these stores, in the Apple store, they got these laptops and stuff. They got them bolted down. They got them connected because they know that this thing won't last. Yeah. Here, not anchored by something. Mm-hmm. And so many things pass by it. Like even that scripture that's like about uh, the issues of the heart. 
the, the like our minds have to deal with so, so much, much stuff, traffic. so much traffic, so yeah. many so many things come in and out. You think something ain't gonna steal your heart? Yep. Think something ain't gonna steal your soul? Mm-hmm. Think something ain't gonna steal your spirit? Mm-hmm. Well, it can if it's anchored. That's right. But that's what we talking about because Christians forget that throughout this whole journey you got going on, you've been a Christian for what 10, 20 years. Yeah, it's you still susceptible to it. Still, don't matter how long you've been a Christian, don't matter how long you've been in this game, don't matter your title. You know, people be they be you gotta be careful, man. People be in their in their righteous indignation. They'll look at a homosexual man and be like, "Man, I don't see how he could ever do that. I don't see how he he could even go there." Let me tell you how he could go there. Because he looked at God one day and he said, there is no hope. It's true. See, see, what y'all don't understand is that we all deal with different things that press at our flesh. But it's hope in God that gives you the strength to say no to it. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have no hope in God, you become hopeless. And so you say, God, I'm a lost cause. (laughs) There's no hope. Mm -hmm. And then you move according to your own devices. Yep. So while you pointing at that guy and saying, I don't know how he did it, I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. That's <laughs> true. Even non-believers, when they be like, I don't see how you, you believe in God. Why Why wasn't he here for the kids that starving in Africa and all this stuff like that? People want to attach, their, they want to spread their hopelessness. They want to see those situations as hopeless so it makes them feel better <clears throat> about it. <clears throat> Those things are going to exist in this world because this world is devoid of hope. <clears throat> it lacks hope. And since it lacks hope, guess what's going to happen? Hopelessness. Or sometimes it just looks like it from our, like, we don't know what God is, uh, especially <clears throat> I've been in those countries before. Like, God is, uh, you know. Well, when you talk about, I, I don't know why I thought I heard you was, you, you may not have said it, but I, Thought that you was talking about this school shooting. With oh kids. no, I wasn't talking. Oh, you about that. I don't know why I heard that. <laughs> well, even I, with that, that's no. why I responded that way. No, but you can bring for that up. for those particular things. Like when we look at the the hunger and stuff in Africa and things like that, it, it's crazy to me because they are the perfect example of the living dog and the dead lion. Yes, because you'll go to some of those countries as you've been to Haiti, mm-hmm. and you'll see these people have a better perspective of life. Yes. A better outlook on things, a, a better composition of joy than people who live 30 times better than yes, them. Yes, they've had those conversations like, was that David talking to his heart? <laughs> they've had those conversations yeah. with themselves. Like Pe- People don't understand what hope is about. Yeah. Hope is able to live in the worst situation. The worst conditions. If your condition changes the condition of your heart, you have no hope. That, that, that. That sums it up, yeah. But to go to what I thought you said (laughs) with the kids and the shooting, the depravity of the world is because of its hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And so it does not, it's not far reaching from my mind to see a young man grab a gun and kill his classmates or his peers or people in his age range or people in general because he doesn't have any hope. Yep. It's not it's not that crazy when you I wish it was taking guns away. I wish it was the AR15. Forget the AR15. We need to find a way to get rid of the hopelessness. Mm-hmm. We need don't we don't need to get rid of the the guns. We need to get some hope. That's right. Will you give a person with hope they don't even want a gun? No. 
You know what I'm saying? Not in the context that these people want these things. They're not trying to hurt people. When you have hope in God, you're not even fighting against flesh and blood. Yeah, or even the effort it takes to buy one. It's like you're so worried of, like, people don't want to protect themselves. Like, you worried about. what they have hope in. Yeah. What they have hope in. Humanity. So, what should we hope in? Mm -hmm. We got a little bit of time left, Uh, Lord, Lord. Yeah. But what should we hope in? Number one, Antoinette, we should hope in. God. We should hope in God. First Peter one twenty one says, "Who by him do we believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God." The whole reason Jesus came, the whole whole reason he suffered and died as we move into Easter, is so that you might have hope in God. That's right. Not so that you might get a car from God. <laughs> Not so that you might get a man's from God. But that you might have hope in God. Sorry. See, because here's the thing about y'all just praying for men and women and all of those things. All of it, just like the car, fades away. It does. You can pray for a spouse, get him, they get in an accident, paralyzed from the waist down. And the reason that I always use that example is because you know how people talk about they have their good side? Like, catch me on my good side. Mm Mm-hmm. Really, the side that people care about more in their spouse is the lower side. Hmm? We love people from the waist down many times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. I didn't know that's where you going. Do I have to get was... more explicit with Nah, you? I'm with it. I All didn't right. know that's where you were going with it. We have to be true about it. No, it's true. So when somebody get paralyzed from the waist down, we like, well, what about me? What am I going to do? Get hit with multiple sclerosis yep. or any of these diseases that debilitate the person to the point where they're a shell of themselves. Yep. And then you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I didn't sign up for this. You know, you know what? What you signed up for wasn't love. No, or even the sheer reality of getting older. Like people get older, you lose that drive. Like anyway, so you, 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 well, I mean, they got pills and things. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying that's that. it's not gonna it's not gonna withstand. Like, no, it doesn't. And at some point, you're old, you die, it all fades away, and at that moment, it's too late for them to understand what hope is mm-hmm. and what their hope should have been in. At the end of the day, we have to get it together now. We got to have a conversation with our souls and get us to that place. So we need to hope in God. And God put everything together so that we might put our hope in him. If he cared that much about it, you don't think it bothers him that you don't have hope in him? I think it does. 1 John 3, 2 through 3 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall B. B. That's that whole thing about it being dimly lit, lit to us. Mm-hmm. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. him for we shall see him as he mm. is. And every man that hath hope, hath this hope in him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. He said, this this hope, dude, you, you're going to see God one day? That matters to God. It does. People are afraid of death. Because they don't have no hope. That's why things like mortality gives us a sense of dread and hopelessness. Because we don't see that 
the closer we are to the end of this life, the closer we are to the beginning of the next. Eternal, yep. Where I no longer am in the dark about who I am Mm -hmm. or who God is. That's exciting to the person who has hope, not just in God, but hope in another life. Mm -hmm. Not a better life, but another life. Mm -hmm. Some people got hope for a better life. That's not why God came. He didn't come so you can have hope for a better life. He came so you can have hope for another life. Mm -hmm. This plane of existence has to leave. Bar no one. Everyone will leave this plane of existence. No matter how much money you got, no matter how much fame, prestige you have, everyone will leave this plane of existence because guess what? It's temporary. Titus 1 and 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Before this world even began, he already promised another life. Mm -hmm. This should be where our hope is in. Should be. So when we go through, we like, oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. I still have joy because I know no matter what I face here, one day I'll face my God. Yes. And I just want to make sure that when I face him, he says, well done. My good and faithful servant. When your focus is there, that's a different type of hope. It is. That's a different type of Christian. That type of Christian is ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Because they welcome anything. And they can take anything, you know? Even how it said earlier about it being firm and steadfast when you're anchored in hope. It, it transcends situations yeah. and you even have You have Paul even says he looks forward to it. He's looking forward to it. And and, and uh, the scripture for that is, uh, what is this? Oh, Philippians chapter 1, 19 through 21. And I'm not going to read it now because we winding down. But I want to make sure to to close it out. We need to hope in God. We need to hope in Christ. We need to hope in God's word, his promises. Yes. We need to hope in these things. Why? Because we need to hope in another life. Because in our hope in those things, we begin to elevate ourselves above the sickness of this world. Yes. Everybody want to know how to witness and minister to people. Have hope. Give yeah. people hope. That's, give, that's the give greatest. Give them something to live for. Yeah. If you're not in the business of giving people something to live for, then you're in the business of dealing them in the same hopelessness everybody else is giving. Yeah. We, we got to get our hope up. Get it up. Get your hope up. Get your faith up. Get your love up. Mm-hmm. So you no longer are sick with hopelessness. Episode 54. Definitely taking this conversation to yeah, a little moment. We're not done. I had to wind it down because I like to keep these things to an hour. But Patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. Absolutely. Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest. That's from that. We out. <laughs>